0: You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Spread love, choose your struggle. Hello, everybody! Recording live from my new recording booth here in Philadelphia. It's season, it's season three. We're here, we have arrived. If you listen to the conversation with Adam on Monday, you know that Made It is dropping in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to say the date because I want you to go listen if you have not done so yet. You can also go ahead and subscribe to the Made It feed. You should definitely do that. It's in the show notes. It's, you know, just search for Choose Your Struggle because it's everywhere. And I just slurred that. You know, this this is something I noticed at the end of season two. I struggled to say the name of my company. Struggle. I sound drunk every time I say it. Welcome. We're here. We're at season three. And if you saw the name of this episode, or maybe you saw that I put it on a medium first, you know that we're talking about a subject today. We're we're, we're kicking off the season in a weird way. This, I I I labeled this episode one, but it really could have been the last preview of, of the season. Um, because it's a message from me to you. It's talking about a subject that's very difficult to talk about, and that is failure, Um, and even harder because we're talking about my failure. So I want to admit to you something that I first told a crowd that was full of people at Podcast Movements Evolution Conference in LA. I was on a panel with uh, so many friends at the pod, Imran Ahmed of Great Pods, the captain, Jen Trepick of Salad with a Side of Fries and Greg Clunas of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. We were all on a panel together. They've all been on this show, which is awesome. Uh, but I, we were speaking there and as the indie panel and we stuck out not just because we are very personable and and we really like each other and, you know, the, the, our, our banter and stuff like that, we were told was the most friendly of, <laughs> of anybody on the stage or anybody in the conference. But because I talked about a subject that people told me my vulnerability really made me stick out, stick out, and, and and that was for talking about this failure. And also, let's be frank, as the only white guy on that panel in an industry that is dominated by old white men, you know that makes us stick out too. Ah, uh, but but mostly it was because I, Jay Schiffman, founder of Choose Your Struggle, admitted that I failed miserably. Now, real quick, I do want to acknowledge that while my general self-loathing anxiety and OCD want me to think that I am a total and complete failure, in all absolute, full stop, I am not. I, I am a loving husband, son, brother, uncle, grandson, nephew, cousin, friend, board member, a member of the greater Philadelphia community, a pet roommate to my girl Nell, and a founder of this company, and I speak my mind and use my voice for positive change. And in that way, I am a successful advocate. I also work tirelessly, and this is something that I'm very proud of, to amplify voices besides mine. because while there are aspects of my story that y'all haven't heard or that people haven't heard enough of, uh, generally as a white male of relative means and in a white cis straight male especially, y'all hear from people like me plenty. So, you know, I, I, amplifying other people's voices is something that I'm very proud of. But all of this is to say, however, that I'm not a total and complete failure, and I appreciate my wife, Lauren, reminding me of that whenever that little voice in my head has convinced me otherwise, and I start spouting toxic sewage out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> she likes to, to to poke me while I'm curled in a ball on our bed and remind me I'm not a failure. So, Lauren, you are right. I am not, and thank you. I love you. However, <laughs> recently, I, I have failed, and, and I've done so pretty massively. Uh, as a reminder, as we start season three, I started Choose Your Struggle, the company um, in 2015. It was a brand. Uh, it was a hashtag. And it came out of telling my story on stage for the first time. Uh, I, I, and I And I felt after telling this that I was like launched out of a cannon, right? I, and I felt that way because um, <laughs> when I'd been walking around with the weight of this stigma on my shoulders for so long, when it was released, I truly felt lighter, And the community responded. I was asked to speak a lot. People reached out to chat and asked me to coach and advise their family and friends um, in a couple of cases themselves. And I was wanted. I felt loved. And it was pretty amazing because I felt that way. And people wanted me just for being me. And this continued in, you know, a few years later in 2019, I decided to take this work full time. Uh, I didn't have a business plan, but I set about trying to create a successful business all the same. Uh, I I knew that public speaking would be my bread and butter. I thought I'd continue to do some coaching. So I got you know certified in coaching. Uh, I thought I'd go back to my old love of writing, which I'd previously failed at. And, and so I started applying for writing gigs. And for a while, I even uh, even though I wasn't making money, I could see the promised land of profits from doing this work. And to be clear, as you know, I've talked about a lot, Profit was never my motivation. I wanted it. I knew I needed it. But it wasn't what got me out of bed each day. Helping people was. Ending stigma was. Telling my story. This is what mattered to me. So I spoke all over for free. Every week was somewhere new. I tweeted like uh, a, a comedian, you know, doing a bunch of crappy open mics just to get my feet under me. And, and and by the end of 2019, I was actually getting paid occasionally. I'd made it out of the always free category to, to the gray area between free and paid, um, I, I, I could see the light of doing this for profit. Uh, I even landed a recurring role speaking to new recruits of police about what it was like to become uh, to be a drug du- drug user and, and, and you know be, quite frankly, treated pretty poorly by them, uh, which I admit I now regret. Um, I let my desire for a paycheck overwhelm my common sense on that one and after the second gig i said i would never work with police again because clearly i was just checking a the box they weren't actually listening to me i wasn't doing anything to make an actual change um and so i never did that one again but then <laughs> 2020 hits and we all learned a new phrase which was coronavirus remember that <laughs> our uh, leadership under joe biden uh, they've just decided that, that this is no longer a thing so um, you know, goodbye, coronavirus. Thank you so much. Uh, even We'll leave it there. But back in 2020, we shut down. We did the right thing for at least a little bit. Uh, it was too late. <laughs> we know that now. We definitely knew it back then. But we tried. And my dream of not only breaking even, but making a profit died when we did. Uh, I've said this before, but in the forty eight hours after the n b a postponed their 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 season, I lost five speaking gigs and and here we are over two years later and i haven't made up more than two of them since um so that's how big of a difference we are seeing this 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 uh you know career path uh just in two years i mean uh, I went from I, those five gigs were in the next couple of months. I mean, that was not even a full year or anything. And in two years since, I've done two. So that's where we are. Now, luckily for me, I'd started this podcast, the Choose to Struggle podcast, uh, a couple of months before. Uh, shout out to my good good friend Spark Tabor, uh, the Cookies for Breakfast podcast. Uh, link in the show notes. Uh, he and and uh, a prior coaching client had both said, you know, this is a thing you could do. Um, and, and at first I said no, but then you know, seeing that this COVID thing was probably gonna be a big deal, this was the end of January, I decided, you know what, why not? Uh I I wanted to make sure I could still have an impact and, and get my my message out during uh what was going to probably be a shutdown. And and when it did, I ended up uh doubling down on my efforts and treated this show like a full-time job. And it paid off. Uh, you know, the show quickly grew to the point where at the end of last season it was in the top five thousand English language podcasts in the entire world, which sounds pretty unreal to me, like <laughs> I did that, you know, I made that shit happen. I forced a bunch of people to pay attention to their own incorrect knowledge, and I'm using air quotes there on mental health, substance misuse, and recovery and drug use and policy, and how that contributed to the stigma and and harm and I did that shit, right, like I'm super proud of that, and in this time. Uh, I also started working on some other projects uh, under the the banner of Choose Your Struggle, growing the business to include um, the, the 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 to 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 include more work under those twin uh, 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 pillars of ending stigma and promoting fact based education. Those included Rock Bottom Storytellers and A Day in the Life, the virtual storytelling events that broadcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The book I'm co authoring with the fabulous journalist M. L. Amzelata. Oh, and my baby, my baby, the new podcast, Choose Your Struggle Presents, made it season one, Stay Savage, which you all know is now dropping in a couple of weeks. So here's where we get to the failure. Because of the whole COVID thing, I was okay with my business not making a lick of money in 2020 and 2021. Uh, I hired a couple of people, one after another, to try to help position me uh, to be in a good spot when the world started opening up again. Um, I didn't factor in something super important, which was that with so many opportunities disappearing thanks to the virus, the remaining ones could be super selective. So sure, there are some spots for me for people like me to speak. But as this recent conference can serve as an example, the only people actually getting paid to do this are the headliners. And at this conference, that was uh, Will Farrell and a couple of other people. Um, for everybody else, especially at my level... Uh, that we were getting paid quote unquote in free tickets to the event and a chance to promote our shit, which, you know, maybe your bank can, can allow you to pay your mortgage in exposure, but, but, but mine can't. So these people hired all three of them, uh, one after another failed to find me any paying gigs. It wasn't for lack of trying. Uh, the first one was, it was a bad hire, but that's okay. You know, bad hires happen. The next two were exceptional at, 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 at working hard. Um, they were not exceptional hustlers. None of them are going to be teaching seminars on sales. But those last two, the second two, uh, they did bust their ass for me, in, in, at least in spurts. And so I really have to tip my hat to that. But the business model I built going into 2000, or in 2021, sort of looking at it 2023 uh, and beyond took a major hit when they couldn't find paying gigs for me. Uh, and, and, and yes, that was their failure, but quite frankly, it's my failure because as the boss, as the, the, the boss, um, you know, the, the buck stops with me as that saying goes, it's, it's, it's on me, but here's the thing. Uh, I can't really be mad at them because I made an, e- I made an even worse bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. This podcast has opened a lot of doors for me i don 't really do sponsorships. You all know that I mean I have the affiliate spon- or, or partnerships with Roadrunner and Bookshop. Thank you to both of them uh, and you all have supported that you know uh, roadrunner and and bookshop have have both told me that they 've seen you know sales from this show, which is amazing uh and and that really I really appreciate that but you know this is my show. I uh I like it the way it is, and I don't want to futz around with sponsors who will want to change or control things. So that's okay with me. I, I this show does not make money. It's never meant to make money. Here's the thing: made it was different. Uh I put almost 10 months into this. Um, you know, from the, the original storyboarding to when it will drop, it will be over nine months. Uh and so because of that, I, I budgeted some pretty substantial sponsorship money. Um and I did this for for a couple of reasons uh not just the time I put into it, but also serial podcasts do really well um you know it's gonna be an exceptional story as well, which helps the 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 bet that I made to 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 get some money from this and I have exposure for thanks to this show so if you're trying to create a recipe for a a successfully financial or financially successful show. I have it um, as an independent podcaster. You know, I have a very low overhead, uh, a, a good story, a serial show, which traditionally makes more money. Uh, already an exposure from this show. You know, I, I I had that recipe there. But here's the thing that they don't teach you at these conferences, and, and in fact, it, it, this is so foreign, I think, to a lot of people that when I talked about this at, at on stage at this at this conference. Um, one of the people covering the the, the the conference tweeted about how this was one of their major takeaways. They said this is such a simple and understandable thing, but we don't talk about this enough. Uh and that was that I am not brand safe. That, my friends, is the key failure. So I pitched made it to over 25 different sponsors. Um, I, I, I worked with, uh, somebody at respect who's been in business for a long time and that being my father to, to get my pitch deck down, to talk about, you know, pitching. Um, he was very supportive. If you listen to made it, you'll hear me thank him in the, in the credits. Um, so I reached out, but, but we, we worked on this and, and I identified a bunch of sponsors and started reaching out and of the first 25, uh, over half didn't respond. I'm sorry, just roughly half, and, and, and that's actually pretty good for 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 a rate. Um, I know that's really shitty. Uh, you'd be like, why wouldn't they at least email you back? I know, but that's just the way this works. So, uh, you know, you move on from that. Not a big deal. But here's the thing: the of those that did respond, um, only two said no because of money, which is bad. Uh, so you have, you know, let's say I think it was like 13 that got back to me. Uh, which means you had 11 who said no over content. Now, to make that even clearer, um, if they said no over money, like that's a thing you can fix, right? You lower your rates, you pitch bigger companies. But when more than 10 people say no because of brand safety, and, and these people are all across the board, right? Some of them were even in the, the drug use space. Uh, you're screwed. You, you, there's just nothing you can do because either you you change up your content or you, like, push back on them and say, no, 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 you know, you, whatever. And because I'm a one-man team on this show, um, I didn't have time to do that. I, I I could not try to develop a deeper relationship with them to help them understand. I just had to keep moving. And so, uh, you know, given the choice between continuing to waste my time uh, getting no's or uh, switch up my content or, you know, whatever, I said, screw it. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm telling this story the way that I wanted to tell it, the way that I thought honored Sarah and her story, and because of that, uh, all of that budgeted <laughs> that was in my 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 business plan, uh, ends up going to zero. There will be no sponsorships for um made it. Yeah. So this is where we find ourselves. Season three of Choose Your Struggle is clearly here. <laughs> Hello, Made It is going to drop in a couple of weeks, and after that, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Um, due to these financial failures, I did have to let uh Ryan go. Um, ML and I are still working together. ML is great. Uh, that was a contract that was unaffected by this. Ryan, um, you know, uh, I, I, I let him know I had to cut his hours um, because I could not afford to keep paying him when when we weren't going to have any money coming in. And he did the same thing I would have done at his age. Uh, I would have said, nah, man, peace out. I'm going to go find a a safer bet here. Um so to be clear, I do not blame him, uh, I, Ryan. If you're hearing this, if you're reading this, in, the, in the, when it's when it's in, in, on Medium, uh, no hard feelings. I, I I truly understand your choice. Um, but you know there are questions for me that where where will I go from here? Uh, I promise you, you know, if you're hearing this, this is not me then saying. And by the way, you're only getting a couple episodes or something like that. Then the show's going away. Um, I like this too much. I the 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 impact is too important. Um, so season three will continue on. It won't be as smooth as it would have been with Ryan's help as a producer, uh, but that's okay. All of your love and support means that I, I, I just wouldn't even think about stopping this show. Uh, and after stay savage drops, I know made it season two will be back sometime. Uh, we're not going to do it on a yearly schedule. I mean, that would mean that I would have to start working on this show this summer and I, I can't turn around that quickly. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but beyond that, um, it's clear to me that something has to give here uh, you know, this idea that Choose Your Struggle as it currently exists as my full-time thing, it, it's it's done. Uh, you know, I have to make some changes. Um, I've started talking to some people about different avenues. There's enough irons in the fire right now that, uh, change is coming. And I may look back at this in like a month and laugh at how I felt that this was, um, you know, more of a, 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 a how it became more of a pothole than like a giant speed, you know, or, or, or a speed bump more than a pothole, I guess would be the way to put that. It's a shitty analogy, but what I'm trying to say is I may look back at this in like a month and say, yeah, that was just a minor, a minor speed bump, um, You know, And of course, made it uh, season one, Stay Savage could drop and and it goes buck wild, like serial 2.0 style, right? And then of course, all my wildest dreams come true and I ride off into the twin sunsets of Tatooine on a unicorn, but I'm not holding my breath on that unless Mark Hamill, you hear this man hit me up. So the more likely scenario is this summer finds me taking on some work for some other people you know, doing some work with some other people to help uh, pay my mortgage and keep Nell in dog food and pretty bandanas while I figure out sort of where to pivot from here. Um, but I really don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm spending a lot of time now doing that exercise of thinking about where I go from here. Um, but I, I want to hear from you. I, I You know, what if you were interested in, let's say, um, you know, uh, having some, some, you know, let's, let's say you're a company who wants to tell their story through podcasts, but you've never known where to start. Reach out. I, I do that for people. That is a thing I already do. I'd be happy to work with you. Um, are you someone who wants to sponsor this work? Reach out. Uh, or are you someone who is looking for someone to write or speak, uh, on drug use, substance misuse, drug policy, whatever, reach out. Uh, you can find me at info at com. You can find me in the show notes here or go to pod inbox at, uh, pod inbox.com slash C Y S that's pod, like P O D I N B O X.com slash C Y S. And you can leave me an audio message. I would love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime though, get excited. Season three is here. Uh, it's going to happen. The first, uh, like full interview episode will drop next Friday. Uh, if you're, if you're hearing this, you know, as it, as it is dropping, um, on, on, uh, April 8th and that'll be April 15th. Uh, the first interview, and it's a good one. Ethan Nadelman of Drug Policy Alliance uh, fame. Really fantastic interview. So don't miss that. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, you know, Ryan set me up with some good people and I'm also knocking a lot down right now. This season's going to be great. I, I, do not worry if you love this show like, oh, no, like no, it's it's we're, we're building off season two. Great things are happening. This show is going to continue in a great way. Um, and made it will drop, you know, as, as, as Adam said very soon, again, go listen to that conversation. Um, but afterwards we'll see in the meantime, as always (laughs) be vulnerable, show your empathy, spread your love and choose your struggle. I'd love to hear from you.